Friday, everybody. Jay Binkley, Kramer, Sam Stone. What a fun week we've had, Cream Dog. Here we are on the cusp of New Year's Day. I'm going to try really, really hard not to say last show of the year. Because that's one of those cliches that get me, man. Hey, see you next year, man. Who cares? It's a fun thing to say around this time of the year. It's the only not time really. you're going to be able to say it. It's not that fun to say. It's actually really nice. It's the only time you'll be able to say it. Well, that's, that's true. In, in this... Like in January, February, you're like, see you next year. I mean, see, that that carries more weight to it. If it's like May and you're like, hey, man, see you next year, that means you're going to have a hell of a vacation, right? You go off to it. Don't you think it carries more weight saying it then than right now? It's kind of like like doing an Irish goodbye. Yeah, but just saying, you know, see you next year on Friday before New Year's Day here in two days sucks. I mean, come on. I could see you saying that around March because, I mean, the league year of the National Football League is around March. Isn't it around March? I feel like. Uh, my brain's a little foggy. What did you say is in March? The league new year for the NFL. Yeah. It's towards the end of March, isn't it? I feel like. Yeah, because it's always before the combine. Um, because that's when if officially free agency, you can sign them when the NFL official, the official date begins. Can you believe we have the draft this year in 2023? Oh, I cannot wait for it. I mean, speaking of end of the year, speaking of, you know, fun things on the horizon, speaking of getting rid of this horrible year that was known as 2022, I, you know, personal, I didn't, I didn't like 2022, Kramer. Really? No, 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 no. I mean, it didn't really end strong for you. Well, one thing I don't like doing is going to the doctor. I, I never do. But I found myself in the back in like, February, right after the Super Bowl. <laughs> you want to know what, you know what ridiculous story this is, how ridiculous I am? So, basically, what I did was uh, uh, waited till the end of the Super Bowl to go in the hospital, right? Because I knew I needed to go get checked out because it's, it's, it's hard and passing out the dizziness. And I, I neglected it for so long. And you know what? I got there near the Super Bowl, and I said, what the hell, man? I can wait three more days. It was probably a big mistake. But I did wait out the Super Bowl to go in the hospital. Yeah, you should have went in a lot sooner, bud. Ah, it's just it's just a it's just a rough year, man. But everybody has bad years. I get it. It's how you rebound. It's 2023. We have the NFL draft. Let's move forward, right? There's nobody working today. I don't think either. No, I don't Traffic think so. Traffic was so light today. I I don't know. Text line. Let me know what you're doing. J Southland Tow Service text line nine one three five eight six seven six ten. You working today or not? Uh, I'm saying you're not. I don't think anybody is. It's it's completely dead. When if you want to look out the the windows here at the station on Shawnee Parkway, yeah, there's nobody. It looks like maybe two or three cars I see. Do you uh do you celebrate New Year's Eve? I mean, I stay up and try to be up at twelve o'clock in the morning. I try to. I mean, it's. Or do I, you celebrate East Coast time and be like, you know, it's. That's you know. what I'm pretty much going to be doing this weekend. Like that sounds like the best move possible. I'm not. I'm not. It's the first year this year that I'm not celebrating New Year's. It, re- it is, and I'm not actually. I'm not mad about it. I never do because I, I qualify really two holidays into amateur nights, so to speak. I was just talking about this last night with a friend of mine. St. Patrick's Day and New Year's Eve. Oh, easily amateur. That's night. always when you get the text. Hey, what are you doing for these days? I mean, I don't like going out on those days. First of all, it's crowded. It sucks, and it's amateur day. Like people that don't drink decide, hey, let's go out, let's go out St. Patrick's Day, and hey, let's get a party and do something on New Year's Eve. 
yeah, luckily I have a Christmas party night at my place, but that's uh, that's that's pretty much what I'm gonna count as my New Year's party as well because I can't go back to back partying both nights. One thing about two is New Year's Eve this year. There's actually a great sports day, and if you're a college football fan, might be the uh, best day of the year if you're just in if you're not in the bowl games and you want to wake up because it's 11 a.m. tomorrow. It's Alabama and Kansas State. Oh, that's a Sugar Bowl getting off early, man. That is a Sugar Bowl starting early. Of course, you have the uh, the Orange Bowl uh, tonight. That's always kind of fun. But tonight, Alabama, or excuse me, tomorrow morning, Alabama, Kansas State, Iowa, Kentucky mixed in there at 11 o'clock. But then the big dogs start to play. TCU and Michigan at 3 o'clock, 7 o'clock, Ohio State and Georgia. That's the college football playoffs. That's New Year's Eve. And these college football games usually, what, what Kansas game lasts? Almost four and a half hours? I mean, these last a long time. Georgia just could get over at 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Who knows what time it is? That's probably my biggest pet peeve towards college football is how long they take. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of stoppage time in college football. It, it, it's fine, and I don't care if they draw it out. It is the last, well, you do. I mean, it's the, the last game of the year for a lot of teams, except yeah. for if you're in the college football playoff. Also, a lot of people are working on the text line today. Enjoy your guys' uh, last work day of the year, if this is your last day work, work day of the year. Oh, man. 913 HVAC guys are working, still trying to catch up from last week, I imagine so. Restoration places and contractors, their contractors about to get busy. Put new roofs yes. on and stuff like that. Uh, Lumber one of the Soto's working. The boys at A&B Plumbing. Out there grinding. I imagine being a plumber right now. Exactly what we're saying. It's uh, it's like a body shop after a snowstorm. Uh, is Southwest Airlines working today? That's the question. I do know. They're it, supposed to be. They're supposed to have everything fixed. I do know a guy that's, that that flew in yesterday and is flying out today. So it's at least somewhat working out there. Here, here's someone from 913. Got up today to install, install signs. Hope you guys have a good, safe weekend. Go Chiefs. I think so to you, too. Uh, on the way to work right now. Light traffic today, but I wouldn't say no one is working. You and I are working. Is there any couches in the roadway? Speaking of couches, at 7.30, Mitch Holtus, the voice of the Chiefs, joins us. And I was texting him last night. We are just, you know, just confirming time, just making sure everything's good. He found something in the road we haven't seen before. Which the, you know, I'm not going to mention it, but he saw something in the road, Kramer. That is very, very interesting. I mean, I'm curious what this is because uh, Mitch, uh, he's he's done a lot of things. So I'm kind of curious. Uh, but it's interesting. You'll like it. And you go, whoa, that's pretty cool, Mitch. So we got Mitch Holtus at 7.30. Uh, coming at 9 o'clock hour is going to be a jam-packed hour. It's a NFL palooza, so to speak. I've got a uh, – I'm going out to Buffalo, New York. Talk about that Buffalo Bills and, and Cincinnati Bengals, that uh, big-time game we have on Monday night. Nick Schwartz in here for the uh, roundtable. And then at, uh, then at 9.30, I'll go to Denver, Colorado to talk about. Well, I get, what should I talk about, the game this weekend or just the week that was for the Denver Broncos? I think we should leave that up to the tax line for that one because it, it, both of it's going to be bad. Really? Oh. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying what's more interesting, the week that was for the Denver Broncos or this full week in general is very, very, very interesting about these uh, Denver Broncos. Yeah, true. Oh, they're still working. Spectrum Plant in Liberty, 913-816. Yeah, a lot of people working, Kramer. I like that. Do more people work today or New Year, Christmas Eve? I think more people work today than Christmas Eve. 
But I think it's more of a half-day type thing for a lot of people. But again, don't forget this. This is a PSA. If you happen to be uh, somebody's spouse that likes football a ton, you happen to be listening to this. Obviously, you like sports, too, if you're listening to Sports Talk Radio at 6 o'clock in the morning. Let me just throw that out there right now, right? Like anybody listening now in any kind of relationship probably likes football, or they're not listening to 610 Sports Radio at 6 o'clock in the morning. They're listening to music, aren't they? We appreciate them listening to sports. But here's the thing. If your wife or girlfriend are dragging you out to a meaningless New Year's Eve party, a cliched, let's go ahead and get drunk, you know, type party on the college football playoff night, Guys will be sneaking off or bringing their phone, turning it, using their phone as a TV, whatever they can, because that's what they'd rather do. I mean, there's a lot of guys that'll go do something just to be, just to do it, but they don't want to. And New Year's Eve is one of those days. I mean, it is a college football hardcore. I mean, it's it's basically last weekend of the year. You got to wait all the way till next year to have college football. And it's also those those guys that actually go and do that. They just don't want to, you know, start an argument with the missus. You know, you don't want to no, do you, that. No, you don't want to do that. But here's the thing: nobody wants. It's like getting married during football season. Like your friends probably will show up. They don't want to be there, but they'll show up. There's a good chance my uh, when my wedding comes, it's going to be during football season, which is pretty lame. Well, September. I mean, early September. Eh, it's still full of football season. Well, you know better than that. I know, I know, but at times you can't. The the I've noticed the male in the situation here really doesn't have a very good say. Whether or not when the uh, when they want to actually well, you're do it. starting off on the wrong foot. Then you know you're, what you're starting off on the wrong foot if you're already getting pulled by the ear. Oh, that's all right. No, seriously. I mean, it's only goes downhill for you. You're telling me you don't be bossed around a little bit, Bink? Oh, it depends. No, I'm just kidding. No, these are parameters. College football weekend. I guarantee there's going to be a bunch of guys in the city or gals, whatever, that has to decide. Are they going to the stupid New Year's Eve party to drink champagne with all their friends, or are they going to sit there and watch the college football playoffs? I wouldn't even want to drink champagne. That's, or, that, that sounds gross. Or start at 11 o'clock in the morning with Kansas State. That's true. I mean, that's a perfect uh, morning snack. There's no reason for you not to start early when it comes on New Year's uh, New Year's Day or no, New Year's Eve. And you, you, you can start anytime you want. No, you can't. I, I just think that it's a tremendous weekend of football. Oh, it's a great tonight. weekend. By the way, bowl season's on. I don't know if you watched the Bulls last night at all. Uh, no, I didn't have time. Uh, the, the Big 12 now 1-5. and five. And I like to tease Kansas fans, you know, like Nick and Alex and Rob, those guys here at 610. But seriously, man. Like Twitter yesterday was a big Kansas. Oh, man, thank you for a great season. We can't wait to come back next year. And I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that it was like moral victory celebrations for Kansas fans in football. Just remember something. The Jayhawks lost seven of their last eight games. Remember something. The Big 12 sucks. The Big 12 is one in five in bowl games. Let's put this right out there. Not only that, they didn't have a winning record. And I get it. They won more than they should have. But a lot of teams overachieve what they should have. But put it in perspective. Lost seven of eight. <laughs> Big 12 was one in five in bowl games. You had a losing record. Be Oh, let's party, man. We're back. Hey, just win some games next year, then you're back. If you can parlay this, because I've seen a lot of flash in the pans. I've seen a lot of teams be good and back to terrible the next year. Back it up. 
back it up. I'm from the show me state, so you show me. I mean, you got to back it up. So that's going on. Saw that last night. Also, the year in review, we'll get into this. Greatest sports moments uh, that you had as a Kansas City fan. It's been an interesting year in Kansas City sports for sure. Uh, Dayton Moore uh, was let go by the Royals. He's down in Texas now. The downtown stadium getting all the buzz and the, you know, the Royals starting to meet with the public uh, about the downtown stadium. Bobby Witt Jr., this was the year of Bobby Wood Jr., you know, getting to Kansas City, MJ Melendez, Vinny Pascantino. The Royals did finish 65 and 97. You're hoping for a turnaround with that team there. The Chiefs continue not to disappoint. It's the same year for the Chiefs as the last seven. Every year since 2016, they won the division. But seven years, Kramer, that they've won the division, that's a long time. How old did you say you were? 25? I'm 26. 26. So you're 19. I mean, you're right there barely in college. I mean, seven years ago is a long time. Think about what you were doing seven years ago. Like, if, if someone's 20, you know, in a sophomore in college, and now they're 27, they went from college, sophomore, to not knowing what the hell they're doing, to 27 years old in that span. Maybe married, maybe have a kid by then. Heck, I was a senior in high school when that was going around. That's, when that's when, when it difference. first started. That's wild. That's wild to even think. I mean, if you're mid-30s, you're now, you know, early 40s, you're 40. I mean, seven-year span that the Chiefs have won the division. It's becoming second nature and customary. But I guess there were some good things in sports in 2022. Obviously, we don't know the outcome of the Chiefs until 2023. But the disappointment of last year losing to the Bengals in the playoffs, I mean, that was technically in 2022. The Royals with all the losses, but you were able to see Bobby Witt Jr., I would say all all in all, it's kind of an average Kansas City. Because he didn't, he didn't go to the Super Bowl. I, why should I say that? Why should I just expect that we go to the Super Bowl or deep runs at the World Series or anything? For years, we didn't do any of that. The Royals were the Chiefs. I mean, I was guilty for saying that the Royals were going to make the playoffs last year. I was guilty of saying that because I thought it was going to be a better team. But granted, I was disappointed from well, how the Royals played. Definitely more games. Well, I, easily I, more than 65. I guarantee about the playoffs, but. I thought they could have been a playoff contending team because, I mean, they expanded the playoffs anyways, but, I mean, that didn't happen. And for the Chiefs, just control all or control pace, control C, control V, or however, however those little I mean, key functions are on this uh, keyboard we got. But it seems like every single year the Kansas City Chiefs just seem to be the Chiefs. So I've already thrown a couple things out there we're looking for answers on. The other one is, what are you doing for New Year's Eve? Are you going to be in front of TVs? Is your New Year's Eve party based around college football playoffs? Or are you doing something you don't want to do? That's the question. Hey, anyway, we got a full show lined up. But coming up next, a really, really weird trend in the NFL that I just can't quite put my fingers around next. You're listening to Fesco in the Morning, brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, your home for car audio since 1967. Hey, this is Brett Veach. Please stop playing Brett Veach Town. On your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to Fest School in the Morning. Jay Binkley, Kramer Sansone, in for Bob and Josh. They can return next week. Full show today. Uh, yes, the 13 seconds, the Grim Reaper. I still think that that goes down. That game in itself goes down. Man, that play is 65 toss power trapped. And do we have time to run Wasp? The Grim Reaper, 13 seconds. All that is concerned. I think we think of that so much more. You know, had the Chiefs been able to go ahead 
and win the Super Bowl this year or get to the Super Bowl, I think it still would have been uh, remembered. Although, you know, you think it's 65 toss power trap. They won that Super Bowl. You think of loss. They won that Super Bowl. Buffalo, that was in early January. It was the late January, January 23rd, Buffalo Chiefs game or 13 seconds. And yes, Kansas fans, I'm not forgetting your basketball team won a national championship. I was kind of just teasing you guys with the, the moral victory things with football, but you did win a national championship in basketball. So that is uh, national. Cha- say again, national championships are different than moral victories because that means you actually did something and you're not hoping and promise and whoa, you get to the Liberty Bowl and play a bad Arkansas team and, and whatever. I go into a lot, but yes, congratulations on the college basketball national championship. There's something odd going on in the NFL. It was kind of just hit me yesterday and even saw the, one of the writers at the Athletic talking about it too. Is all this defense of quarterbacks from players? If you have to defend your quarterback, he's not very good. All this kind of started with uh, the summer with Tua. Remember the whole Tua thing? Which Tua's had a decent year? I mean, his quarterback rating is good. I mean, the yardage, everything. He's had a decent year, and that, he's got the Dolphins where they want to go. They've had a hard stretch down here lately, but they played some really good teams. They go and play Frisco, the Chargers, Buffalo, all this down the stretch. It's not been that great for Tua, but I thought it was always weird where Tua was defending himself or Tyreek Hill was defending Tua. And it was back and forth, this whole, we got to give him validity for being the quarterback and what he can do. Who cares? Just, you know, be quiet. Just win games. But if you defend your quarterback publicly, meaning you got some problems, you got some problems with the fan base not trusting your quarterback, the players may not trust your quarterback, and it all kind of started – this summer, in my opinion, with Tyree Kill, when he brought up uh, the difference between Tua and Mahomes. The strongest arm, Tua or Pat Mahomes? Tua or Patrick Mahomes? Obviously, like I'm, I'm going to go with 1-5 as the, the strongest arm, but as far as accuracy-wise, I'm going with Tua all day. So which one would you rather have, the deep ball where you got to scramble around the field to try to go find it? Nah. Do you want that accuracy to hit you right in the bread basket on the run? I want it to hit me right in the bread basket, just like I did in the Buffalo Bills game and take it 70. In the rest is history. And again, this is not a shot at anybody. Right. This is just stuff that had to be said. It needed to be said. That's annoying. Just something need to be said, Kramer. His podcast there just need to be said. It does not need to be said. It's it's, it's false. But if you're, you know, relying on, you know, making comparisons, like, again, this is where the two of things started. Then, Then it was the Dolphins throwing pictures of him throwing downfield, even though it was like a duck that he threw and it stopped in the air. It was a dumb tweet by the Dolphins. But the constant defending of him, and I'll never forget Tua talking about um, that practice throw. And he goes, well, you guys didn't see today's throw. We got a touchdown on it. Yeah, you got a touchdown on it because there was no defense because it was practice. I, I'm just getting tired of what Tyreek Hill says. Like, I, I, don't, I can't believe him anymore. I, I never really believed him in the first place when he was in Kansas City. I... And granted, he's a great, talented athlete, but come on now. Some of these things are just ludicrous, what he's saying. Hey, come it was, on. It was not like that, but that, that was where it kind of started. Well, was, I thought this is weird for a guy to get to the city. See, he, he knows he's the star of that team. Oh, easily, yeah. It's one of those like, few examples. I mean, it does happen around the league. Like Tennessee's about Derrick Henry. King City's about Mahomes. Most places, when the team is actually good, it's about the quarterback. San Francisco's not about Brock Purdy. I mean, there are exceptions to the rule. I mean, that's also one reason why he kind of wanted to get out of here because he kind of wanted to be in the, the limelight of, 
hey, I want to be the guy, the flashy face of the entire organization. Like, apparently he couldn't do that here, even though he should have just joined along the sides of the Mount Rushmore here with along with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Like, that's what he should have done. That's what his play should have been if he also wanted to win another Super Bowl because there's no chance. There's absolutely no chance he's going to win another Super Bowl in Miami. He's not. I wouldn't think so. But he wants to be the face. But I love the receivers, Jalen Waddle and Hill. I mean, that's his. <laughs> Can you imagine what Kansas City would do with Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill? I mean, honestly. Can you imagine having those two guys here? I mean, I... They as, would run every... Well, they already have the number one offense in the NFL, but they would boat race every team. As a fan of a different team in this division, I would absolutely hate that. I, I would do not want to see it because how good that could possibly be. Granted, that won't ever happen at... Ever, I don't think ever anything like that would be like that, but still. But it, it kept going yesterday, and yesterday was a weird day for this defensive quarterbacks. And one of them was from uh, Justin Jefferson. Did you ever think Kirk Cousins? I, I know we're in Kansas City, we're not at Minneapolis where the constant, you know, criticism of certain athletes goes on. So we're kind of, we, we know, I know Kirk Cousins gets gets criticized at times, but obviously it probably happens in his own city more. But the team is twelve and three. The team is 12-3. and three. Is this really what Justin Jefferson, who's having a great year, needs to say? I mean, it's the offensive MVP probably in the league. Not MVP, but offensive player of the year. He goes, he got on Twitter and says, all of the Kirk, uh, Kirk criticism has a stop. I understand y'all hate the dad swag, but come on, his numbers are right with y'all's MVP candidates. That's not true. That's having your guys back. That's cool, but no. I mean, he's, he's got good numbers this year, but they're not MVP worthy. He goes, when we take a look at the numbers... As Jefferson suggests, all right, Cousins ranks fifth in passing yards, fourth in touchdown passes, 20th in QBR, 51%. Mahomes is like, like 78 on this. 15th ranked completion percentage. That's not MVP numbers. But again, I, I just, who cares about Kirk Cousins' dad swag or whatever? I mean, I don't care. Who cares about, you know, he can do whatever he wants. I thought it was funny when he put on the gold chains on the, on the, on the flight. I thought that really brought the team together. But, like, I don't understand the defending of teammates. Garrett Bowles of the Denver Broncos is on an injured reserve, was defending Russell Wilson as well. Like, the defense of Russell Wilson started yesterday with the Broncos. This is what Garrett Bowles had to say. This has been an incredibly difficult season, personally and even more difficult watching my brother Russ get beaten down by the hurtful attacks and lies. <laughs> you can pay me what Russell Wilson's getting paid, and you can say whatever the hell you want on me. You willing to take that bet? You willing to take Russell Wilson's money if people say Kramer sucks? Yeah, come on. Come on. You're just looking at me. You wouldn't take that payday for everybody to say, oh, Kramer sucks. You, you wouldn't. I mean, I would do it in a second. I guess, yeah. No, if I'm getting paid like that, oh, my gosh, yes. Just, if you're making Russell Wilson money, yeah, who cares what people say? Just live your own life, you know? I just think it's funny Garrett Bowles is saying that, especially being beaten down. He needs to be the one out there on the field to protect little brother to not get beaten down like he Russ ha- is. He has been sacked 73 more times than any other quarterback in the NFL in the last decade. It's that, so that's bad. a lot. That's a lot. He's also he's also running into sacks too. It's 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 no, his is, fault. It, it's I mean, his fault. If you took the last decade in the NFL, he's been sacked seventy three more times than any other player. He goes. Russ pours his heart and soul into this game. Most of all, he um, he's one of the greatest competitors and teammates I've ever been around. Really, we have his back, and uh, no, he wants nothing more to win. That is our quarterback and brother. We'll learn from this adversity and be better for it together. Bronco country. I'm getting tired of Bronco Country. I'm getting tired of Bronco. It. Let's ride. Bronco Country, trust that Russ and everyone on this team will do everything we can 
to get this right for you. You deserve it. Is the guy like in the fetal position and needs emotional support? Russ, I mean, he like addresses Russ here. Russ, this team will do everything. How about how about instead of Twitter, Garrett, just go to Russ. You know, just go talk to him. You think, have a team meeting. You think Garrett? Go, go, went, meet, go, meet, go meet in Russell Wilson's office. You think Garrett went to his birthday party? You think he was one of the half the, the team that went there? Oh, when you, when you say things like this, 100% he was at that party. Oh, he's probably the first one there parked right next to um, Russ's probably five different cars he probably owns. But he had his own parking space at the uh, facility, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, he had like all like what ten spots uh, at the parking facility. Yeah, along with his office. Oh yeah, you know for a fact that they have to uh, fill out like an Excel timesheet to to uh, you know get a a meeting with Russell Wilson. You know that's a, that's a, that's what they're doing. Well, two of Russell's uh, receivers took to Twitter as well. Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler <laughs> took to Twitter to uh, to defend Russ too. And this is the Broncos. They're, they're playing the Chiefs and they're worried about criticism that hurts their quarterback's feelings uh, and they're what well, there's they're a disaster they're, they're they're checked out of the season jerry judy said i've never had a teammate who motivates me more than wilson dude you played at alabama i would say there's a lot more motivation in alabama than what's going on in that clown show in denver and then, and then hamler tweeted um wilson's number goes above and beyond to do whatever it takes to win for the team were they saying that when, like, Purcell on defense, like, was in Russell's face? Tim lifted up. They say it's, a, it's the lowest-scoring team in the National Football League. Don't defend Russell. Just get better, man. Saying all those things about your quarterback. I've been in people text me and say, well, why does everybody hate Russell Wilson? It's not that we hate Russell Wilson. He's kind of t- I'm tired of the whole cheesy thing. Like, Russ is cheesy. The whole let's ride. And now he kind of does it, I think, as a joke because he says it. Hopefully he didn't still mean it, but he does say it once in a while, like to the media or whatever. But that horrible subway stuff he was doing, I don't even know if that oh even made God, the air. It was air. so weird. Did that even make the air? I mean, I, I saw it on more social media than I saw it on TV. But here's the thing, though. Like, like Jerry Judy and Garrett Bowles and K.J. Hamler of the Denver Broncos, worry about the Chiefs. Like, if you want to think about where the mindset is between the Broncos and the Chiefs this weekend... The Chiefs are focused on one thing, and that's the number one seed. Of course, you have to wait till Monday night with Cincinnati and Buffalo. You know what Denver's worried about? <laughs> Finding their next coach, defending their quarterback on social media from all sorts of different angles. And also with that, defending uh, Russ, you notice the three guys that we listed off, they're on the offensive side. There's no defensive players, you know, going out there and saying, oh, no, Russ is a good teammate. Oh, Russ is this. Russ is that. He's he's great for this team. He's great no, for this organization. they haven't because Hamler have... and Judy at wide receivers, Garrett Bowles on IR, but he is a lineman. Russell Wilson's average salary is $48,517,000. That's a lot of money. Is there many people in America that make $48 million a year that needs people to go on and have their back? Especially on social media to no. be like, you know, I, I just need to defend him. Or Because, or, or, I mean, just look at other people in the, the big echelon of the world that make a lot of money. They have no one. They really don't care about anyone saying anything about them. So why, you know for a fact this is getting underneath Russell Wilson's skin. So that's why he's probably, he's probably saying something to his team. Like, hey, you need to, uh, can, you, can you tweet something about me? Saying, he like, has I'm a good $50 million things? signing bonus. Five years, $242 million. Total guaranteed money, $161 million. Yet he's sensitive. His feelings are hurt. His teammates are trying to pick him up. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> Five years, 242. You would think. And, with you, this... and you still have your thumb in your mouth. 
you would think with his wife Sierra, she would uh, let him know, like, "Hey, Russ, it's okay. You can you can tone some things back a little bit." I, I was just I was just blown away by it yesterday because I kept seeing, "Oh, Garrett Bowles defending." Who cares, man? There's one way to shut people up. Criticism in sports is one way, and that's to win. There's one way. If people are counting you out and dogging your team or whatever, but you win the division, like the Chiefs shut everybody up. Like everybody had their opinion. The Chiefs weren't going to win the division. And once again, the Chargers won the preseason AFC West. You know, the fictitious AFC West title the Chargers won. The Chiefs had to hear all this stuff. They had this had to hear that clown Skip Bayless talk about them all the time and talk down and talk everybody else up. They had to listen to David Carr, Derek Carr's brother, saying they're going to win the Super Bowl and he's going to be MVP. You had to listen to stuff like this. But you know what the Chiefs did? Hold my beer. And then they go out and win the division yet again. That's how you shut people up. It's not defending a $50 million guaranteed five years, 242 quarterback because his feelings are hurt. Who has his own office, his own parking space. Who cares, man? Denver's head's in the wrong places. We'll go out to Denver, Colorado later and just see what's going on. I, I can tell you right now, I don't think he's real happy with his team. No, no, you, you, no, you, you already know. Coming up next, the text lines, by the way, Jay Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. Same as our phone number. Coming up next, the NFL is looking to do something. I actually 100% agree with this next. This is Fesco in the Morning. Preferred two to one over other competing dentists. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967. On 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Welcome back to Fesco in the Morning. Jay Binkley, Kramer Sansone. Busy, busy day on this uh, New Year's Eve where I see absolutely zero vehicles out behind us here. Because we're kind of looking around at Shawnee Mission Parkway. Hey, there's one. There's one. Yeah, there's another one. Spoke too soon. Just one, though. From the 913, Russ's anchor sinking uh, donks deeper. You notice one thing about this text, and I appreciate this. He, he somehow got an anchor picture emoji end up on our text line. I've never seen, like, our text is just text. People send links all the time and try to send pictures. So we emojis don't, we, we don't get anything. We just get just get the text. Can someone send another emoji? I, I don't. I'm I've curious. never seen one. I've never seen one. So yeah, because I've never seen an anchor like that but before. That's my dude. Guy or gal, text in all the time. Always appreciate it. Uh, always listening. But got the anchor in there, which is really good. Uh, 913-586-7610, J. Southland, Toe Service text line. We'll get into it later, but also I'll give you my uh, my best moment of 2022 that really had me going in Kansas City sports. Just really a fun moment, I think. Not just a, a moment that happened in 2022, but the moment you'll probably remember for the longest time, where you were, what you were doing, and it happens to do with Kansas City sports. And it's not downtown stadium. It's not any of that. I'll tell you that. It's regarding the Kansas City Chiefs. Favorite moment of 2022. What's your favorite moment of 2022? Kramer, it's begun, and it's good, because a couple years ago, the NFL had 24 full-time officials. If it, remember Sean Barber when he was sitting here yesterday with us? He was talking about the officiating and how bad it was. Everybody yeah. thinks so. And, and he's not one to criticize officials. I'm not either. I sit here every week and do the post-game show, and people want to – you know, complain about the officiating. And I was like, well, you, you still have to go out and win the game. Well, it's not, not, let's not use officiating as an excuse, you know? Right, right. Excuses are for losers. But I'll be damned if that Houston Texans game with Carl Sheffers, I was like, okay, this was officiating. 
I was doing a, a show um, in Springfield last night, and they asked me, oh, the Chiefs, man, they're not playing real well lately and things like this, and they brought up the Houston game. and things. Like, I was like, here's the deal with Houston. I still can't explain how a team gets 502 yards of offense, Kansas City. The Houston Texans in that game only had 219 yards of total offense. That is a major difference between 502 and 219. If I were to tell you, Kramer, and you didn't watch the game, I said, Chiefs had 502 yards, Texans 219. Mahomes throws 88% of his patches, passes, completes his last 20 passes or uh, to uh, receivers. You'd say, how much did the Chiefs win by, 20, 30, 40? Had to be. Had to be. Had to be with those numbers. But they get over time. I, I can't explain it, but the only explanation that this comes down to, and it's very simple, is officiating. Prolonged drives for Houston. It was the timeliness of the penalties. Chiefs were the third fewest penalized team in the NFL going in that game. They had 10 double digits. I mean, Carl has it out for the Chiefs. Not only that, I think he's afraid to come back to Arrowhead. Because last time he was here, his voice started cracking and everything. He, he was talking like this. <laughs> he's scared. It's first down on for the Chiefs. If you're scared, get a dog, Carl. You know? Find your way back. Just here. imagine him having a dog next to him the entire time. It's his, um, his support dog. Chiefs fans can't wait to can't wait to see you. Oh no! I, especially if he's uh, back here at Arrowhead, um, uh, he's uh, he's just gonna get booed the entire time he flips that mic on. I think he's the worst official. Oh, I, I've ha- hands down. And the one thing is, in baseball, there's some bad ones. Who who do you think the worst ump in uh, Major League Baseball is? Bink. You should. It's Angel Hernandez. I agree. It's, uh, it's hands sure down. It's Angel Hernandez. If, if anybody can come to consensus and be Hammond's down. Dude's the fourth member of the three blind mice. <laughs> but Cleet Blakeman was a guy that's usually not been very kind to the Chiefs, and he did the Seahawks game. But I'll say this much. The Seahawks got screwed more than the Chiefs in the penalties. I don't know if they're giving them a solid, getting them back, or whatever, but didn't it seem like uh, – Seattle there that first half was the Chiefs were getting all the calls. They're oh, like, yes, they there was, like if you're in Seattle, you want to complain about the officiating, that's fine. The bottom line is, remember when the officials went on strike and everybody wanted them back? Or no, they didn't really care. Excuse me, they didn't want them back. I I don't think they cared. They just wanted to be better. I, I don't think they wanted them to be back. I just think they wanted to them to actually officiate the game how it's actually meant to be and actually them understand the rule book and everything. But it did get to a point where people were like, when they coming back, when they coming back, when they come. And I was like, who cares when they come back? Well, especially because when, everybody complains anyway about them. What was that, that? The Seahawks and Packers game when one ref was saying that it was a touchdown, one ref saying it was intercepted. Like, we well, don't want there, that. There's been calls this year, even in college football, where, where the receiver looks over at the, at the official and says, am I on the line? Like when they line up on the line and then get called for it when they told him you're on the line. Well, it just happened in a, in a football mean, game yeah. for the uh, um, uh, the Commanders and Giants. It was it Commanders and Giants? It was a Commanders game. I know that. Yeah, it happened to college it, football and it happened to the Commanders Giants. By the way, that was one of the worst officiated games oh, I've so ever bad. seen. That was past interference at the end of the game on the Giants. They didn't call it. I mean, that was a major game. There was like three egregious things in that game. I mean, egregious. And here's the one thing about if you're the NFL. You're a billion-dollar product. You already got the world by the Bulls. And not only that, you and I talked about the ratings yesterday, that even a game like the Rams and Broncos completely obliterated the NBA's best games. Obliterated LeBron James and Luka going. I mean, obliterated it. But the NFL, as uh, Pro Football Talk and Florio talking about yesterday, it, it's gaining steam. And this is something I can get behind. 
You know, like they last year reviewing pass interference, which they stopped doing this year. They wanted to talk about maybe reviewing, uh, roughing the passer, which I believe they should, but you got to get it right. Because one official might have it one way, another official another way. Get on the same page. Because as Barbershop and I were talking about yesterday, when you look at all these ex, you know, officials on these broadcasts, because the big games all have somebody like their rules analyst, right? Watch it and see how often they're wrong. Like the rules analyst is telling you one thing in the, the call in the field is something completely different. You ever notice that? Yes. Happens all the time. It's like we have some transparency here. Like it, it needs to be set to what's, I mean, there's three different variations of the roughing the pasture call. Like you can't go too low. You can't go too high. You can't go full body weight on them. I mean, there's probably more as well, but it's just like we need to comb everything out. And kind of like how what you, um, a barber said yesterday, put it all like on a tape and be like, all right, we're going to go to all 32 teams and hey, here's what you can't do. And that's probably, that would be one of the, the things that they would highlight is roughing the passer call because no one seems can, to get that right. One way to get everybody on the same page is have them all have a full-time job. That too. And not out doing other things like officials did. And, but they've always, and also the thing too about faking injuries that the officials are full. Remember, oh, remember so Bates, bad. what he did yes. with the Bengals? I mean, that's one of the most cowardly things to do in pro sports is faking an injury. But it, but it's affecting the other team. But the uh, per source with knowledge of the situation, the push for full-time officials is gaining traction. This doesn't mean it will happen or that it will be clear and clean as all officials immediately devoting full professional efforts to officiating this in pro football talk. So the league may allow the officials who currently moonlight to continue to do so with new officials being required to take full-time jobs with no other professional responsibilities. Because, you know, a lot of these officials, some are lawyers, like tax attorneys and all that. Some sell insurance or whatever they have in their own practices. So if you're already moonlighting, you can still moonlight, but if you get hired in, you're not grandfathered in. It says, regardless of when it finally happens that officials are full-time employees, it needs to happen. The officials should all live in the same city. I don't know about that one, but it says the officials should all, this is Florio, they said the officials should all live in the same city. They should meet and, well, I guess this could be done on Zoom, though, I'll be honest with you. They should meet and, because get everybody to move to one location when you already have your family and everything set in a different part, I don't think that's fair. Well, I mean, you also can take into the fact of And not attractive to get the best of the best if you're making somebody from Texas go move to uh, Connecticut. You know what I mean? But everybody says every single game is like there's, there's three teams on the field. You have the home team, away team, and the officiating crew. I mean, it makes sense to want them to be all in one close area because, like, from your nine to five job, like, throughout the rest of that day, because if you're trying to get a full time job here, you need to do some work or do some type of work. So I get it how you need to go into work with all your coworkers and stuff. And I feel like the um uh, the camaraderie, if you get all the refs together, it actually might, I don't know, make the officiating better, which that's what we are asking for as a fan for the past, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years. So here's what Florio says. Obviously, so I said the officials should all live in the same city. Kramer's thing gonna happen. All your roots, your mom, your dad, your wife, your family, you're all in Dallas. And your wife's family's from Dallas and all that. And they're saying, okay, we need you all to move to New York or Connecticut or something like that. Come on, man. I could do that. I mean, that's, that's a little ridiculous. Because then you're going to see them go and do something else. And you want the best of the best to be official. You can do this crap on Zoom. You really can. That's true. I mean, we proved it during the pandemic. Yeah, the pandemic we, can, we can work yeah. wherever the hell we want. Um, he said they should meet in person every Tuesday and or Wednesday to review and discuss calls collectively. Agree with that. 
whether it's Zoom or whatever, or you want to say, you know, once a month we're doing this live, and the rest of the times you will do it on Zoom. You know what they should do? They should, um, honestly, their work from Monday through Friday, it should be watching every single penalty that has played upon all the games that are also being played on Thursday, Saturday now, and Sunday and Monday. I think they should review every single one of them. Just like, all right, did we get this one right? Did we get this wrong? Like, they need to be more accountable that way. Then they can, you know, have their own press conference, like how coaches do throughout the the work week for them. And they can be like, yeah, no. And the Vikings and Bills game, we saw that this one flag was should have been should have been a flag. It, it was on us. Like they need to be more held accountable that way too. No, I agree with you. But it says their full work duties should be devoted to knowing the rule book exactly, getting on the same page, man, showing video and saying this is how we're all going to call it. And if you don't, you're going to be suspended. You're going to be fined. You could even lose your job. Well, there's there's some leagues like because guess what the next person wants to step up to that very lucrative job. There's like so, so let's just go with a, a baseball situation. Earlier in the, the KBO, the Korean baseball organization, their umpires they're trained to where if they make a bad call, they're demoted to the minor league system. They have to work their stuff back up. So I don't see why they couldn't do something like that within the in the NFL. I would actually enjoy that a lot more because people are like, oh crap, if I don't do this correctly, if I don't do my job correctly, I at least have a consequence now. Oh, I need to do it correctly now. The full work duties should be devoted to knowing the rule book and how to properly and consistently apply it. When not studying the rule book, they should be determining how to properly use the rules via simulations. See, I always like the officials too. They go to train. They, every team goes to training camp. They explain the new rules um, to the uh, players, which is always good. Said for most officials, the NFL gig is a side hustle, as we talked about. And should all your attention be devoted on the NFL? Well, if you're getting that kind of money, probably so. I mean, you're getting paid like a full-time job anyway. When not studying the rule book, they should be determining how to properly use the rules via simulations. When not doing that, they should be working out. Huh? <laughs> like calculate? Like bring back Ed and make him a director of uh, officiating uh, pump-ups. When not doing that, they should be officiating off-season workouts and training camp practice. Yeah, I agree. That is a full-time job. The way you're paying these guys Get the the NFL is a billion dollar industry, man. And now you got people gambling big money on these games legally. Besides being in Nevada, states all across this country are doing this. So the, the integrity of the sport, get it right. There's nothing worse than losing a game because of a bad call. And that happens far too often. It does. I mean, think of fantasy football, the impact it has on people in this country and the popularity of the National Football League. There is zero. Zero for for a league that just prints money. For a league that can do no wrong. For a league that capitalizes its schedule release day. For a league that capitalizes its draft. Like none other. Opening day, you know, doing concerts and everything at the city. Like the NFL does everything right. Internationally, their footprint, making all that money in Mexico and Germany, and they want to expand even further. The NFL is a machine. They're a ratings machine couple billion dollars in TV revenues. It To not have full-time officials, to be honest with you, is kind of a joke. They're printing their it, own money. It's hokey and it's cheap. They're printing their own money. Like, they make a stupid amount of money every single year. There's no reason for them not to be doing this already. There yeah. seriously isn't. Well, coming up next, Kramer, there's an update to T.O. Remember yesterday I was telling about T.O.? There's an update on the story for T.O. And also... ESPN did something I was asking Kramer to do. 
Kramer didn't do it. But ESPN simulated the entire rest of the season using the power index. I'll tell you how the Chiefs finished next. The home for Legend Bob. Legend Bob? He's an expert on rubbing balls. Fesco in the morning. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio. No foul on the play for a block in the back. Timeout. That's what you guys did to it. That's what you did to a grown man. Hold up, play that again. I, hold Kansas on. City I, I made hear a that grown again. man cry. I mean, seriously, Chiefs fans, this is one that is a pelt to put on the wall. There's no foul on the play for a block in the back. Timeout. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> oh, wait till he comes back. I'm sure everybody will greet him with barbecue and some boulevard beer. And welcome back to our fine city. I don't expect that to happen. When this town hates you, they hate you. I mean, seriously. Remember Batista, Brett Lowry, and all that? Madison Bumgarner. You know, people, I think, here's the one thing with Mad Bum. And I got a chance to talk to him at the All-Star game um, after World Series in Cincinnati. Vern was talking to him. Um, one time when he was at the All-Star game in San Diego about how tough it is to repeat. But I asked him about that. I said, do you, do you get a lot of crap from Kansas City people that just like, because you kind of scared them? And he, he's a very, I mean, it was, it was more of a respect thing with Mad Bum because he didn't do anything like Brett Laurie or something like that. He's not, a, he's not an idiot like Batista. You know, he went out and just was good. Like that's the difference to me between Madison Bumgarner and people were as, you know, the Mad Bum jersey for Halloween and things like that. Don't you think there's a difference between healthy respect, though, Kramer, and doing something stupid? I mean, yeah. I, I would much. I would m- want to be. I would want to be hated the way that Madison Bumgarner would be hated. Yeah, because it means City. you're good. Exactly. It means you're good. But the thing is, that I, I think there was that people hated to see him when he comes walking out. You know, the bullpen there in Game Seven. It's like, oh man, here we go. Here we go. But that's what you want. That's the ultimate competitor. Again, I don't think people are wild about him. I'm not saying they're going to send him cards. But I think they respect him. I think there's a huge difference between respecting an opponent and doing what we do about Russell Wilson. You know what I'm saying? Like John Elway, you know, the horse face jokes and all that. But there was a healthy amount of respect from Chiefs fans about John Elway. Right? Yeah, we played the horse cuts and stuff like that all the time when it came to John Elway. But I think it was because you have to respect somebody's good. You know what I mean? You don't just do stuff like this. I mean, that, that's kind of childish. But that's the stuff we did. It was all about horses. But there was a healthy amount of respect. He was different because there was respect and he, he made fun of him. But Mad Bum was just serious, man. On 816, how about Robinson Cano at the All-Star game? Yeah, the booing of Cano. It's another example of Kansas City, you know, hating you. There's no foul in the play for a block in the back. Timeout. I mean, good God, Kansas City. That's a grown man. A grown man. Probably with a family. Live mic and everything. <laughs> National television, like probably about 25 million people were watching that at that time because that's just how the NFL works. But oh my goodness. You heard his feelings. 
you hurt his feelings in a big way, which I absolutely love. As I said in the postgame show, this was the time where the Arrowhead crowd, Arrowhead crowd's always been known for being loud. Well, one last. You know, very loud. Yeah. But they became a bit intimidating, too, to play at Arrowhead Stadium. College football atmosphere. I mean, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere. That came down to you guys are intimidating as hell. Like, that became a, like, if the Arrowhead can become the intimidating place all the time, but instead of being loud and, you know, you're part of your Chiefs and all this, and you want to scream and yell and on, but when you can get to the point where you make a grown man cry like you did, you are just getting there as a fan base. And not, not getting there, you're already there. You're in the Hall of Fame of fan bases. Because I can't think, think of another example in the NFL where a fan base has made somebody cry. You you Do you think when they do their, uh, whenever it does happen, whenever it does start, when they have their nine to five jobs of all the officiating crews get together, do you uh, think they're going to. Nine to five creamer, do you think they'd be like, I think they'd be at more of a 12 hour day. Oh, yeah, I'd hope. I mean, the, the more they're there to understand the rule book, the better. But it would just be funny if they also showed that, like an open uh, press, like open press or thing. Like, all right, this is what we do not want to say over a live mic. And you hear Carl um, Sheffer saying, hey, there's no flag on the first. Yeah, I mean, you have all the officials together and you say, you know, don't let this happen. There's no foul on the play for a block in the back. Timeout. Timeout. Because if you weren't so, I mean, if this wasn't so, I mean, this is annoying. I, 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 Chiefs fans, this, this is your best fan moment of the year. Since we're getting ready to uh, usher in 2023, best fan moment of the year. Fan moment, not sports moment. I'll get to that. Best fan moment. I agree. Any disagreements? I agree. Text line is on fire on officials. One thing is, uh, you can talk about a lot of different things, but you talk about officiating, (laughs) and people absolutely – it just shows you the Kansas passion for the fan base. And I told you, don't like to blame the officials, but when you have 502 yards of offense and they have 219 – what happened? What happened? Someone from the 913 says, we wish we could boo winter. That'd be nice. I, I think Kansas City fans are, are booing winter. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that with the frozen pipes and the Southwest Airlines and a lot. I think there's a lot of that. It was 65 degrees yesterday. Which was ridiculous. a 72 degree swing from last week. My knees are feeling it right now. Because it was cold this morning, basically. <laughs> You're too young for that, man. Got knee problems, Mick. Here's the thing, and it's not good news for you, but it gets worse. If it's bad now, it'll get much worse later. Oh, I can only imagine. <laughs> I was on crutches, what, like two months ago? I know you were. I'm just trying to cheer you up. Appreciate in, it. In a very unusual way. Yeah, very. 913 says get rid of refs and use robots. Now, several I, of those. Several I, of the robots. I you can can't, see that. You, you can't, in the NFL, you can't use robots. Like strike zone, you can use robots. How can you use robots in the NFL, man? You could just have them like lined up like a like a rail system down the uh, down the yard yardage markers. I mean, from, I, I could see that from the nine one three shit and run and hide after a bad game. Do you remember when Bobby Valentine had the mask on or the uh, like Groucho Marx things with the uh, glasses and the beard? But he, he was kicked out of the game, but he snuck back in on the bench wearing the fake glasses and beard. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> was that Carl Sheffers on his way to the airport? Basically. He, he, especially here at KCI for how uh, how small the airport is. And yeah, you're going to be able to run into him if you see him uh, flying out of there. Can you imagine if he's flying out now? Uh, he was just that bad in Kansas City. He's got to set up, <laughs> up at the airport terminal for like how many days those people are sleeping there because they're on Southwest. 
Can you imagine like if oh he had my to do that? goodness? Oh, <laughs> uh, if he had a Southwest flight, that would be hilarious. And he's just stuck up at the airport. He'd be hassled the entire time. Well, you already I'm, know a that. A lot of people from out of town know they're in there, but yeah, there's a certain amount of Kansas City people. But the Kansas City people just go home, just go back to their houses or whatever. Flights later canceled. So that's one good thing is, is, is most people wouldn't know who the hell he was. But everybody as a Chiefs fan here. Probably the people who go in and out or also work at uh, KCI are probably Chiefs fans too. So they're going to recognize him. They did. They'd be like, hey, aren't you that ref that cried uh, that we made cry on the field? Yeah, we did. When you look up Carl from the 816, when you look up Cheffers in the, in the ref statistics, he's number one with flags. Yes, that's right. He loves it. From the 402, and I love this, Clee Blakeman is also a lawyer. Remember I talked about the, you know, some of these guys are lawyers? Mm-hmm. He was the lawyer for my family. My mom was in a car accident. Hope she's doing okay, by the way, 402. Gave my brother a bunch of NFL stuff. See, I've had, I've had no problem with him. Yeah, the Chiefs record hasn't been great with him, but I thought he was very fair to the Chiefs this past weekend. Very fair. But, but again, I mean, if you're going to be an official and you get kind of that money and all that money's riding on that game, that should be your full-time job. Just saying. You make a choice. You want to be a lawyer or you want to be an official. Both of them are good. Uh, you're listening to 610 Sports Radio, KCSP Kansas City, WDAF HD2 Liberty in Odyssey Station. Well, Kramer, one thing that I task you to do this week that you completely ignored. It's busy week, Bing. Busy week. Day game after night game today. The problem is this is something in your wheelhouse. This is simulations. This is something you and I did during the pandemic for the Royals every single night. We did the virtual Royals. That was that was that was a blast. Shout out to Miller Light and Casey Wine Company that joined in. We had two sponsors for that thing. Where every single night we showed a simulation of the Royals. People got in the chat box. And you know what? You might laugh about it, but nothing else was going. We had two bars showing this stuff, these games. That's how serious we were. There was a meet and greet during this thing, Kramer. And we've for the met, fans met some, Brady Singer's dad used to watch it. It's true. We, we've met some uh, some now. I, I guess anybody who was watching it during that time, they're, they're, you're, you're considered as family to us. Yeah, Brady Singer's the fans would you know, ask him questions, and then Brady would answer, like, who's the most intimidating hitter, that kind of thing, and he would answer it. But anyway, simulations is where it's at. And you, you do uh, Arrowhead Pride simulations each and every week for the Kansas City Chiefs. Has yours been released yet? Nope, in about two hours two it should hours. be okay. out. So in two hours, I won't run, uh, run it. I want people to go to arrowheadpride.com to see your uh, great work on that. It's a good one. I'll tell you that right now. It's a good one. It's a good one. But the Chiefs at this point have not lost in your simulations. Nope, they are currently undefeated in the Madden simulation world. Do you remember when someone got mad? They like all, your simulations. The, the bank, the bank. The every, everyone gets mad every single week. I, I, I'm, just I'm used to it now. Doing that. I want to speak. He wanted to speak to like Pete Sweeney or something like that. He was like mad at your simulation. He's like, dude, we're letting the computer do it. Just do it. To sit back, relax, and watch this three-minute video that is entertaining. So Seth Walder, who works for ESPN Analytics, put this out. He says, five playoff spots and multiple seeding battles remain with 32, 32 games left in the 2002 NFL season. Using ESPN's Football Power Index, FBI, we determine the most likely seed combination in each conference. We then picked a single simulation that yielded that pure chalk playoff seeding to forecast scores for each game and simulate the postseason. There's a 9% chance the NFC seeds are in the exact same order. There's a 12% chance the AFC is in the exact order. <laughs> that sounds great. But it's better than it was last year, and it's higher than it was last year. So they're breaking it down. So FPI sees it playing out in simulation 
number 5,899, which yields the chalk playoff field. Who stuck in the playoff, who landed the number one seeds, and who fell just short of the postseason. So what they said out in week 17 scores, uh, by the way, they're they're right on the Cowboys-Giants already because this came out right before that game. So they already nailed that one. Here's what they said about Denver and Kansas City. Chiefs 45, Broncos 7. That was that was the simulation for that. So they get to the to then the week 18. They get the Chiefs, they get the Chiefs 35, the Raiders 27. I think both these are fair scores. I don't know about the Raiders one, but uh, the uh, the one this week is very very plausible. Well, the Chiefs are averaging 38 points a game against the Raiders in Sin City. Yeah, but I don't also see Jarrett Stidham being a guy that also puts up 20 some points against the Chiefs. No, I, I see Granted, Jer- I, I see Jarrett Stidham doing like Carl Chevers. <laughs> Where's Derek Carr? Uh, well, I mean, Derek Carr already did that. So, um, the Packers, remember how they may be outside looking in? Said the most notable development of Week 18, the Packers' improbable run to the postseason after a year of mostly forgettable football. The Lions looked like they were barreling towards. So, here's the playoff teams. They have Bills, Chief, the Chiefs, because they have the Bills beating the Bengals. That was the big one. The Bengals the Buffalo Bills, 37, Bengals, 9. Has the Bills just crushing the Bengals? I don't actually see that happening. But Bills, Chiefs, Bengals, Jags, Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. That could very easily be how the AFC playoff seating goes. And as far as the NFC, Philadelphia, San Francisco, Minnesota, Tampa, Dallas, Giants, Packers. So they did have the Packers in it. Now, what they said about the, the Chiefs, obviously, you know, going forward, did the Chiefs win it or not? Well, the wild card matchup would be the Chiefs and the Dolphins. This is how this FPI has it working out. The Chiefs would play the Dolphins as the two playing the seventh seed. So, as far as the AFC, the Bills and Chiefs square off in an AFC championship game, it says. The two heavyweights. Buffalo gets its vengeance over KC for the past two postseasons. In the end, the Bills win the Super Bowl. So the Bills won the FPI. Who won the Kramer simulations? Oh, we don't know. You know, Bink, it's also Friday. I can also, uh, you know, I go home, I can tweet the stuff out. We don't have a show, man. Yeah, but we could, uh, you know, we could do one of them. Uh, isn't like there's spaces on Twitter. We can just, you know, join in real quick and be like, hey, yo, Bink, guess what happened? It's the last show of the year, man. It's true. Very true. Uh, I, this stuff's fun. I don't know if you, when I grew up, I used to, you know, do this stuff for fun. Like especially like like you just simulate the game out. Just for, just, you just let it play out. Then you just go eat or whatever. Sit just back, come back watch and see it what and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I used to do it with college football and everything. Heck, I still do it all the time. Ex- yeah, especially, hey, I, I dusted off my NCAA 14, uh, EA Sports NCAA 14 game, and I'm uh, I'm actually going through uh, a dynasty mode right now. Uh, what's that? It's pretty sweet. See, I, I do it too, and I don't feel like a loser anymore. Like it's in vogue now, right? You say so. What you're saying is it wasn't acceptable back then, but well, it's, it's, I felt it's very nerdy now. actually admitting I did that oh, back I, in the day. Like seriously, I felt I felt weird. Like you're gonna think I'm a total nerd. Nowadays, I don't care. I mean, you, I, you and I did it true. on Six Tens Twitter and Twitch and YouTube and everything else. We had like six hundred thousand visitors. That so there was six hundred over six hundred thousand people interested in our royal simulations, which is more than the population of Kansas City. It's true. Straight, that's that's the world of social media right there. I just take a you're gonna shut sports down. You ain't shutting Kramer and I down. No, we'll do we'll do over a hundred games of simulated baseball. We we did it. See the one thing we did, and I see NFL teams doing this now. Like the Houston Texans fans are like chiming in on like what their uniform combinations should be because they're gonna change them. Which I like that. 
and it, they, like the red helmet, the battle red helmet, you know, that look sweet, like change the helmet, like get the input. You and I did that with Royals. We yep. used actual uniforms for the Royals so we didn't get all wild and choose something, but different combinations. Be 73 pants with the, you know, 84 jersey, whatever. I mean, we, we just use different combinations. Fans got to pick and you give the fans a little bit of a interest in the team that way. I and I love the Texas doing this because the team sucks. So yeah, why they, not? they need to do more of that, I think, with any team in the National Football League. I think that's that's actually kind of cool to have your fans be interested to be like, all right, let's we get to choose what we're wearing for week 18. That would be awesome. England <laughs> sixes. I'm pretty sure we were some of the first kids doing that. Well, I, it may be, but you, no one else is doing you it. probably didn't admit it. You probably didn't admit people to your friends, whatever, your parents. You're like, yeah, I was in my bedroom simulating all night games. You're doing what in your bedroom all night? Simulating, Kramer. Simulating, oh, okay, not gotcha. stimulating. Gotcha. I did, I, hey, you got to enunciate if you know what I mean. Simulate. We should simulate something. I should simulate your wedding. Like how long you're going to last. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, seriously. Like five years over and under on Kramer being married. Smash that over. Smash that over. Because marriages don't last, you know, much. They don't, Kramer. I mean, some do, some don't. But I, I got to put the over under on you. Like seriously, that's what I'm gonna be doing. Like, what am I at your wedding? I want to be talking to people behind the scenes. Like, how long are you give this last? I put the over under on five. And then, and then take wagers for over under on how long you're gonna be married. I hope it goes the distance, man. I appreciate that. I hope it goes to this. I really do. Because I'm going to get you a gift, and I don't want you to have to like lose it in a divorce settlement. You going to give me a pizza cutter? I might. That would be awesome. I've got two now because I went once my ex-wife took mine, I went out and bought two. I still can't believe she did that. That's, that's ridiculous. That's low, man. Take anything you want, but don't take my damn pizza cutter. She did. So I got on Amazon and I ordered two. It's stainless steel, man. Not only that, it's got a crust cutter on the side. Oh, those are nice. I know. Those are nice. Uh, I know. I know. Coming up next, we got Mitch Holtis coming up at about 730. But coming up next, my favorite sports moment of the year. Keep listening to Fesco in the Morning. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound. Your home for car audio since 1967 on 610 Sports Radio.